Welcome back to what may very well be the final episode of the Big Screen Bozos. Yeah, it's a sad day, but all good things come to an end. And hey, you know, you know what they say, if you don't die a hero, you end up becoming a villain, and we're hoping to go out as your favorite podcast talking about <laughs> movies. I'm here, Xander, with Connor and Chance. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Oh, living the dream, yeah. And Xander, maybe a couple years down the line, we will reboot this podcast. Ooh, which leads us into today's topic. We are talking about reboots and remakes. They could be bad, they could be good, but... You know, we're gonna dis- dissect them today. So let's uh, let's let's kick it off. Bang! Well, chance. We so we each decided to you know pick a a, a a bad one, you know a middle one and a a not so bad one. Chance, you uh, drew the short stick. Yeah. So what? Did, which movie did you pick? Speaking though? of short, Tom Cruise <laughs> in, in, in the Mummy. Oh, no. So oh, no, a remake of the I guess Brendan Fraser movies of the same name. Fifteen mm-hmm. percent uh, on the Tomato Meter and a thirty-five percent audience score. Yeah. Wow. For this one, I was actually expecting audience score to be way lower and critic score to be wasn't way it already at. Thirty percent. It's at thirty-five, but like the the critics one is at fifteen percent. Okay. Like I expected the audiences to sh- to like to crap on that one more than the critics do. The critics would have been like, "Oh well, Tom Cruise did see, such a good job." See, but the thing with the critics is they do not care. They they will hate on anything they think is bad yeah. remotely. Yeah. So. I mean, it's probably, I don't know if it's worse or better that the audience had a higher score. All I remember is that they were trying to set up for the, what was it, the Dooku, the Dark dark, Universe Cinematic Universe. Universal Dark Universe. (laughs) The Monster Universe. way too many years in that, using that. Um, Reviews, one was a generic middle-of-the-road movie, which I honestly can't even argue with that. Like... The cast, all I remember was that Tom Cruise was the only I, one. Yeah, I could not tell you who else was in, in that movie. Um, Russell Crowe. Was Russell was Crowe Russell in, that Crow in that Oh, yeah, so. he was at the end because they oh, were like, yeah, yeah. Cause they're like, this is the dark universe. Is, yeah, whatever, he, he was supposed Russell to be Crow sounds like, like. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> yeah, something um, like that. Less a dark universe than a dimly lit Actionized blockbuster. <laughs> so Ooh, some tough, burn. some tough reviews. Now, chance. Why do you think the Brendan Fraser one is better? I mean, it got three movies. I think that kind of speaks for itself. Mm. And just the Brendan Fraser one is like it's the perfect c- amount of like action and not action at the same time. Like it's he's a, going through ruins. Classic. Yeah, he's going through ruins and he's looking at stuff. And then they like stuff doesn't really jump out at them. Uh, except if they've done something, you know what I mean? Like hit a yeah. trap, you know, something comes out, move something and like a zombie reanimates kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think that's pretty good. Uh, the timeless joke of... Spring cleaning? Yeah, spring cleaning. I was going <laughs> to say that. Me trying to finish my spring cleaning before the guy who throws chairs at me for spring cleaning comes. Let me guess. Spring, spring cleaning? Loudest <laughs> <laughs> scream I think I've ever heard on TV. <laughs> oh, 
reached our middle of the road yes. portion. Connor. Yes. Let's hear it. Well, the movie that I chose here to look at was The Lion King. Now, yeah. Debatably one of the best movies of all time, I'd say the original. The original, absolutely. Yeah. It, um, just, Definitely animated for sure. Just, one of the best animated. Just a time. fantastic movie. I, I, I mean, another timeless one. I've probably mm -hmm. seen that movie eight times over my over my life, which is a lot for me because I don't oh, really yeah, rewatch yeah. movies that often unless it's Cars <laughs> or The Lion King. Um, but the original Lion King, ninety three percent on the tomato meter, and the remake, which came in twenty nineteen, has a fifty two percent. Now the remake was a live action, uh, pretty well a shot for shot remake. I mean, some little details they left out here and there. Is it is it named the exact same thing, or does it have a different name? Uh, it's, it's, it's just called it's the Lion. It's the Lion King, oh, okay. yeah. but uh, yeah, um, pretty well. Shop for shop, we make some little details that I mean, like if you are really nitpicky, you can find some differences. And um, I want to know your guys' thoughts on on this. Like, I assume we've all seen the Lion King, but did you think the the remake did a good job of holding it to justice? I've only seen like clips and snippets of it. I haven't seen the entire live action. So. And well, so my thing, my thing with the live action one is that it is the original one was it was a cartoon. It's not like it was like oh, it's just like drawn lions who but, are but enacting it Hamlet. For, it was sad for a cartoon. It was it was incredibly depressing. But um, but like you know, you could tell it was a cartoon. The lions had big eyes, small yeah. face. What's your WeChat? But <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, with the live action one, they can't, you know, show emotion as much because they're lions. Yeah, mm -hmm. they they can't have their eyes bulging out it's, of their face. It's like, they it's, like it's like, yo, my dad died. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like yeah. it, when Simba saw his dad die, his eyes were huge. It's mm -hmm. like you could s feel the despair, yeah. even though it was an animated movie. It's so it, hard. It is harder to to co like convey, or I don't know what the right word convey, like, convey yeah. um, the emotion through the live action. I would definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. I think also from what I've seen, it's also just kind of jarring seeing like, of course, when we say live action, not really live action, but like, it, it's meant to look. Ninety nine percent of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's meant to look like like an actual yeah. lion, you know, yeah. stuff like that, mm. and. I like it's hard. I don't know. It's just jarring seeing like voices come out of yeah. those animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like the live action. I think like this, like the um, pace was a little more rushed as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I do have to say, I think the biggest downgrade of this was going from in the original having Rowan Atkinson as Zazu to in the remake going to John Oliver. What? You you think not a big John Oliver guy? No, well I'm more of a Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> more of a Mr. Bean guy. I love Mr. Bean. <laughs> what uh, what did the critics say, Connie? On the on the remake or the original? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that everyone loved the original. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I'll read some critic reviews then. Um, this one comes from Manuel Salbento. Okay, government. It doesn't matter crazy. if the story is identical, if we cry the same. It doesn't matter if we know what's coming or if we still feel nervous and worried about the characters. The Lion King is one of Disney's best remakes so far, on par with The Jungle Book. 
So mm. that's coming from one where he really liked it. Shakespeare, even. And then here is a contrasting one from Corey Woodroff, who um, did not like it very much. The Lion King 2019 is Disney at its worst. A soulless cor- carbon copy of, va- of a vastly superior, f- superior film that exists only to pander to nostalgia and reap financial benefit. So two, two, two reviews on the end yeah. of the spectrum there. Either way, it's The Lion King. I thought it was... You know, not the best, not the worst, mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill remake. And to finish us off, I will be talking about an actually somewhat decent, a somewhat decent remake, and that is the Planet mm. of the Apes movies. <sighs> now, I remember as a young lad watching the originals with my grandfather because he loves those movies. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty apes. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of boring. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the initial ones are boring. I would definitely say with the action-packed like ape land wars that happen in the, in the remakes, it is just astronomically better yeah and i think that this is this is like a big point because the original ones came out in the in 70s like in the 60s in yeah. the 60s and maybe i think early 70s even but uh i mean with cgi of course a movie like this is gonna be way better oh yeah yeah um the one i i'm, I'm gonna say this now the one thing that always got me is have you you both have seen it safe to assume yeah, the original, the uh, the the remakes, oh, like yeah. the, yeah, the two yeah. movies. The one scene of I I can't remember his name. I guess we'll just say the evil ape um, when <laughs> when he when he walks into the human compound and acts like a playful monkey and stuff, grabs one of their guns and keeps acting playful and then just barrages into them crazy. is chilling. That's like crazy. it's an insanely like well made scene, regardless of yeah. whatever movie it'll be in. Yeah, um, and so. This, the remakes were interesting because it didn't start uh, with, like, the initial humans arrive on the planet of the apes, and it turns out that it's, like, uh, you know, in the future, in the future and not yeah. just, like, a different planet. Yeah. Um, it starts, it, it seems to, like... It gives backstory. It gives backstory to, like, how everything happened, which I think is very interesting. And it, it seems like... Where the series is going, it's almost building up to that first movie. There is another one coming out, isn't there? Yeah, there's another one coming out recently. Yeah, 20, I think 2024. They released a trailer for a reason. I honestly think the backstory they gave was a really interesting idea, too. The the cure for Alzheimer's-like mm-hmm. disease. And so in doing that, it like cure for Alzheimer's would be like repairing like the brain path. And so in giving that to uh, an ape that didn't have any damage made it smarter, which honestly is a really clever idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what did the critics have to say, Xander? Uh, well, if you'll give me a second, I'm just pulling up the uh, original. So the critics gave an 82%, 77%, audience score for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was the original. Uh, and the first movie from 1968 yeah. had an 87 and an 88 audience score. So uh, 
so you know it's a little it's pretty close it's yeah. but it's, do you think it's nostalgia giving the first one that much or do you think it's people I, I being think like it, i think it may be because it's they're boring man. yeah like yeah, that and that ending ex- is iconic you know when he's like he's like no and like the statue of liberty's there yeah. sucked to the beach that was that was that's crazy that's amazing but it's just it's boring. Yeah. The rest of the movie is boring. Yeah. I th- I think the they gave it like a lot of leeway because like well for the time. Well yeah, it obviously, and it had like the really well done uh, visual effects, right? Like the monkey suits. It yeah. looks like they look really they look really good for especially for the sixties. Yeah. But I definitely think with the CGI, this series has really. Yeah. Evolved. Uh, the critics' consensus: okay. a terrific <laughs> character piece, a gripping prison break thriller with a wicked high concept twist, and the smartest action movie of 2011. Wyatt, the director, has delivered what must be called the best Planet of the Apes film since the original. So people, people love this thing. There you go. And I think we have to give a shout out to Andy Serkis, like anytime oh, I can. For what, sure. I just what an actor. Oh. Especially like Pray, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that I there are a lot of actors that I've heard of like, oh man, I hate this motion capture stuff. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. He's Loved it. gone and, in on it. And thrives. He's thrived. He, Gollum mm-hmm. and then Caesar. Caesar. Caesar like yeah. whenever there's the opportunity, he's makes the most of it. Born for it. Well, that's going to be it for what may be the final episode of the Big Screen Bozos podcast, this little five-episode series, if you will. Xander, how have you enjoyed it? It's been fun. It's, it's really been fun. good. I like. I love talking about movies, so it's, it's nice to be able to talk about movies with uh, a couple of gentlemen, you know? Chance. The boys. I had an actual blast. When we, were, <laughs> when we were trying to come up with this, it was like we were we were torn on what to do. And then mm-hmm. we, I can't remember how we landed on movies, but I think we all just kind of decided it's, you know, pretty good, like cats yeah. all be all yeah. genre to touch on to. Well, because we wanted to, uh, initially our idea was, you know, talking about Rotten Tomatoes scores. And, you know, for the last episode, I think it's nice that we, yeah. you know, Brought we it did, back. Yeah, Went back we to did, our we roots, did that with episode will. two, and then we, we brought it back for, for final episode. Yep. So. so whether you were here from episode one or you you joined us in the later episodes, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Who knows? Maybe we will find ourselves doing a re- reboot in the future. Hopefully, we'll see. like the Planet, Planet of the Apes and not like the Mummy, but who knows what the <laughs> we'll future holds. We, we may only temporarily be on wherever you get your podcast fixed, but we'll, we'll always be in your heart. <laughs> <laughs>